Patrick Mahomes sets another record. Josh Jacobs trolls the fantasy world. Miles Sanders was the ultimate lottery ticket. And we got to watch probably the best game of the year. Week 15 is already coming. Week 14 had a lot going on. Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Antonio. With me, as always, Keenan and Eric. What's going on tonight, fellas? Um, Besides uh, UB, Buffalo uh, University, losing to Ball State in the MAC championship, not, not much, man, not much. Um, I can't believe it's week 15. I feel like we just started talking about the draft last, last week. Yeah, it's going, it's flying by. But uh, the good thing is, in two more weeks, we will finally complete a full 2020 season, which most did not see coming. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's let's get the Super Bowl in. Let's not. Uh, well, let's get the fantasy Super Bowl. season. Yeah. Fantasy season. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, to be able to could to get this far and, and to complete the season is it's yeah it's pretty good. We as much as COVID has been uh, as scary as it has. We really have only had what two, three games moved, so and nothing's really been been canceled. So not having to have the week eighteen like the NFL really secretly uh, had planned, just in case. Uh, I'm sure everybody's excited that they didn't have to do that, but hopefully, if you're listening, you are in the fantasy playoffs. You're still having uh, a good time with the ride. If you're not, uh, thanks for still sticking around. Uh, we're gonna be here through the off season. Uh, but right now we're going to focus on that second round of the playoffs for most leagues. Uh, again, if you have a Week 17 championship, no bueno, no bueno. We're going to talk a little bit later about how the, the Chiefs might uh, have a possibility to ruin Week 17. Um, but uh, other than that today, we're going to we're gonna talk some DFS lineups for our Friday. Um, I know we'll be releasing this on uh, Saturday, but it's always good to, to end the week uh, chatting with some football with you guys. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about that Ravens-Browns game, which was pretty crazy. We have our stressed and impressed. Uh, we have some dart throws, uh, some players that you may be able to pick up and, and stick in that flex position or some uh, uh, some deeper leagues. And uh, just recap a bit of 14 and preview 15. So how was your week? How was your week this uh, week 14, guys? Uh, I'm still in five uh, playoff games. So I was in eight to start, so I went five and three. So I guess, you know. It's all right. Had an okay week. Would have liked to go eight and zero, but I'll take five. Sixty-three hey, percent's pretty good. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. I mean, it's a lot better than I'm doing. <laughs> I only have uh, <laughs> I have uh, two two left, I think. Yeah, remember uh, when you were supposed my... to beat me uh, in both of the games that we faced off in? Yeah, we both split. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say I was going to go two and zero. I didn't say we I was going two and zero. I didn't. Yeah, I well, wasn't I, the one that said two and zero. You were the one. Nice, nice I mean, text Sunday morning. Oh, I'm gonna kick Keenan out in two leagues this week. Then he got stomped. <laughs> Confidence is key. Confidence is key. Uh, but no, I'm still in a fantasy cares eliminator, uh, which I'm. I'm really actually excited about. If nobody knows what that is, uh, uh, money goes to fantasy cares, uh, run by Scott Fish, part of the Fish Bowl. Um, a lot of that goes towards like towards for tots uh, and things like that. But what it is, it's uh, it's a best ball uh, elimination uh, every week. So we started with 17 people. We're down to now three, uh, and so far I haven't come in last. So crossing my fingers, um, I've been in second so far with the most points this year. Uh, your best ball lineups, if you know, you know, you just draft at the beginning of the year. There's no 
uh, no waivers uh, or ads or drops or anything like that. It's whoever you drafted. And the fishbowl scoring, I can't even begin to explain. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, quarterbacks lose points for incompletions. So that's kind of fun. So don't draft Lamar. <laughs> yeah, don't draft Lamar. Josh Allen wound up being a steal, though, for people who didn't want him for that, yeah. which I wound up having him in that, which has been kind of helpful. Uh, man, what else? What else is happening? Let's talk time? about that Monday night game. I know you guys were sleeping. Oh, but yeah. I, I, I got to watch it. Um, I was in and out. I was in and out. Um, <laughs> I went to sleep when it was like 33 to 20. So I'm like, okay, Baltimore's got this in the bag. And no, I was wrong. They had like another 26 points well, to score. Or well, Eric was drooling at seven, so it's okay. You made, you made a father <laughs> than Eric. Eric survived. Hey. I, I had good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eric, came Eric, down, Eric uh, came down with the sniffles. <laughs> yeah, so we had a had a few days, uh, gave him a few days to recover, and uh, we're that's why we're back here on the Friday, heading into Saturday. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that Ravens Browns. Yeah, game. damn, it, like Baker again. More, more importantly, I want to talk about Baker and Lamar. Um, you know, that was the best Lamar I've seen in his whole career. I've never seen even 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 though he he had left with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter to go take a dump, but um, cramps. Um, I was gonna but, say I think he's cramping. Yeah, what are you talking yeah, cramp, about? Yeah, cramp. Cramp. Yeah, uh, but um, that was the best Lamar I've seen in college and in his MVP year. The reason I say that his MVP year he had the best rushing uh, attack. A lot, a lot to do with him. The best offensive line and the best defense. This year, that team is not as good as half as good as what they were last year, and they count. They're counting on Lamar to win them games, and and he found a way to win that game even with uh, having some cramp issues. Um, but Baker, two games in a row, I thought he was very impressive. I know there was a conversation in one of our chats: Is Baker better than? Uh, is Baker better without um, Odell? Right now, I'm leaning that he is. Um, I think he isn't scared to spread the ball around right now. And, I mean, the, the running game helps a lot. They have Chubb and Hunt. But, I mean, Hunt's getting involved in the passing game more. I feel like Peoples-Jones is getting involved. Landry is playing well. Where when when Beckham's in the game, I feel like they feature him a lot. And, and Baker's forcing it to, you know, make him happy. To keep big or to keep Odell quiet, um, but hey, two quarterback, two young quarterbacks played that's, well, and that's that's a nice, nice uh, sign to see young quarterbacks playing well, um, especially with a lot of the older quarterbacks getting ready to retire. So that's a couple of games in a row now that Lamar is playing well. Are you kind of flipping a little bit from your script? I no. know we've. No. We know you to be the registered. Uh, no. no, he uh, truther. He was two for six um, until the, until that. Listen, I, it, I'm more of a Baltimore offensive coordinator slash head coach hater than Lamar hater. I, they need to get him throwing the ball more. He was two for six at, at halftime. You're not going to win like that. And you, I know Lamar made made makes right. some great plays on his feet that no one in this world can do because he's one of the best running quarterbacks. In the world, probably, um, but I think for him to be successful in this league and for him to stay healthy, and for 
that team to win. I think they need they need to rely on his arm more, and that's what happened. That's what happened in the second half. They're down, and he found a way to win that game with with throwing the ball. But until they throw the ball more, I'm, Lamar, I, I don't want anything to do with him. No, that's tr- well, that's true. I mean, I, we're definitely going to dive into him. Uh, well, I mean, for dynasty right now, is he still your top five? Yeah. Quarterback? Mahomes, Allen. Single quarterback. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, Deshaun Watson. Is the kid in the kid in LA? I think Russell or Kyler. Than him? Russ. You saying Kyler, or Herbert? I, I don't know Herbert. if you could put Herbert yet. I don't I mean, know, man. Herbert, could. what Herbert's doing. I know I know Baker did it his rookie year too, with all these touchdowns, and Baker obviously struggled has been struggling the last year or so. I mean, I don't know, man. Um, I got yeah, him right I, outside. You mentioned I got that. him right outside the top five right now. Wow. So, I mean, Herbert and Lamar aren't really too far apart in age, so I wouldn't really consider that, at least for me, a big big difference. So, yeah, I still I still have Lamar in my top five. Um, it's just, I got him right outside. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to put him higher than five, though, because you have Russell Wilson, who still has a good five or six years left. Deshaun, what Deshaun Watson's doing in in Houston yeah. without without a wide receiver one or two or a good running back, I don't know. What do you think? You, Eric? And you have to assume they're re, they're obviously rebuilding. You know they're rebuilding. Yeah. So when they start adding more pieces, yeah. uh, that are going to obviously be better pieces for him. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, I, hey, Eric, I agree. Uh, I mean, what are you thinking? Right now, he's still in my top five. But with how good some of these rookie quarterbacks have been and, you know, seeing how Josh Allen has been this year, Kyler Murray, I, I'm almost with Keenan. He he might have, you know, come next year, be pushed out of my top five pretty easily, depending on how, you know, he finishes off the year and how he does next year. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of – there's a lot of talent up there in the top ten now. So I think all those guys, you know – in previous years, we've all been saying, you know, if you get the top three to five quarterbacks, you know, then you have an advantage. Mm-hmm. I think pretty soon it's going to be as long as you have a top ten quarterback, it's you're going to have yeah. an advantage. Yeah, and I, I yeah, think nobody's having I, a gap. I think from Mahomes after Mahomes, I think it's who's going to have the better game from nine to from one or two to two to two to ten. Those quarterbacks, they could all be, they could all have great weeks and bad weeks. But I also agree. If, yeah, I mean, if they actually get Lamar some wide receivers in there, yeah, yeah, I think I think it. I mean, that's that's all. That's all comes down to coaching and in offense coordinator and GM. They kind of you know, yeah, they got Hollywood. They you know drafted wide receivers, Boykin or whatever. They drafted uh, Dobbins. They're just not getting him the right help. I think. I mean, look what Lamar or not Lamar, Murray and Allen were able to do with true number one wide receivers. This year, and until that, until I see a true number one, I, I got to keep him on my Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, man. I, Juju yeah, would be Juju real there nice with to go in the slot Hollywood. there. Because oh, yeah, they, they love running two tight end sets, so instead of running a second tight end or keep him there, it's fine. But you could put Juju right in the slot, Marquise on the outside. Um, I mean, Willie Sneed's been doing well for them on the outside. Uh, they'll get rid of him and let uh, one of the James Posh or uh, Miles Boykin figure that out uh but that would be interesting uh, did you 
before we move on to Lamar, did you see um, a company is offering uh, bidets or what are they called? European toilets to the whole Baltimore Ravens after Lamar Jackson experienced cramps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're offering Listen, bidets. I'll take one of those. I'll take one of those. Hey, no, man. Bidets are very classy. I mean, I've, I've never bidetted. Uh, if, if that's, I don't know if it's bidet or if you, they're have, free had, too. You, had you bidet today free. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, there's like a, it's funny because uh, my wife and I were looking, there's like, um, toilet edition ones that you could have. And oh. you know, you, if you want to be clean, I guess hey. in a safe, I safe or one sanitary way, put a one in my house. I'm sure the, the, um, the kids price value of the, the price value of the house is going to skyrocket <laughs> through the name. Na- Oh my goodness! We'll have the best the first house thing, in the neighborhood. That's right. The first thing in the description. You won't even put. If I sell the house, the picture on Zillow will be the bed day, sitting there. <laughs> the the main picture you, won't even be the house. <laughs> you will never have a bad day with this bidet. Exactly. <laughs> Just give me three hundred thousand dollars. It's all yours. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's there you go. That adds value to the home. You said it. So hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, that record when. We, you know, we were just talking about Mahomes. The guy's had at least 348 yards in six out of his last seven games, and I feel like nobody's even talking about it. Who? Mahomes? Mahomes. Like, what's isn't, there to that, talk about? isn't that amazing, the standard? Just what's there to talk the, about? Fact that you, the fact that you even said that. Like, the standard of this man is insane. Yeah. That he I has don't... said upon himself that we have so many quarterbacks playing so well this year. And he's not even like, there's no question. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Like, Russell, you're going to put up 60 points. That's fine. Allen, you're going to go put up 50. Like, we don't care. Like, Mahomes is number one. Like, that is what it is. Are you curious at all? I, 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 you know, before bedtime, sometimes I'll get myself thinking about football and stuff. What happens when Travis Kelsey retires? What happens when they have to spend more money on the other side of the ball? What happens when, you know, they don't have a Sammy Watkins as a wide receiver, too? That's going to be the interesting point. Right now, he's got. A, I'm not saying he's bad, but I, he's got a lot of weapons, and he's got one of the best coaches in the league on his side too. So I think that's the big thing is Andy Reid is is a big factor of his success, but also I think Patrick Mahomes is just Patrick Mahomes. He's like, good. He's see, great. Yeah. We see Byron Pringle. We see Demarcus Robinson consistently. But now let me ask you a question, uh, Antonio. Since you now. brought those two up, get rid of Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. Put those guys as your top three wide receivers how well Mahomes? well did. last season last season that happened remember uh no, Tyreek Hill went out after the I first remember. game I don't I don't know what happened yesterday <laughs> so Tyreek Hill went out after the first game last year yeah and then uh and then Kelsey had some injury issues too and they were out like yes Mahomes didn't have a great year we saw that he also got injured but he was still on pace for almost 40 touchdowns yeah. I mean I'm, no is he, is he maybe not gonna be on pace for 50 every year no but man is he damn good and because I see, that's what I'm I see what I see what Rodgers does when he when he doesn't have a Devontae Adams, he struggles. And I I think Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever played a game. So that's my I point. agree with that. Yeah. No, it is a good point, but I yeah. think there's also a reason why we've seen elite talent of mm-hmm. at quarterback play with elite wide receivers. Because you have play, people like Peyton Manning. Did Peyton Manning make Marvin Harrison or did Marvin Harrison help, you know, was he already a good wide receiver, you know? So I think that no matter what, the talent's going to continue to follow Mahomes if they get rid of Tyreek. True. And then Reggie Wayne. And, yeah, yeah okay. tr- right. Like Travis yeah. Travis Henry uh, – I'm sorry, not Travis Henry. Travis Kelsey, 
uh, <laughs> name drop. I mean, yeah, when he's gone, it's going to be a big blow, but I'd imagine they're going to figure out how to replace some type of production like that. Imagine if George Kittle goes to Kansas City. Oh, man, in like two years. That'd be kind of scary. You um, know, now that you brought up Kittle and Kelsey, can we talk about uh, Darren Waller for one second? I know he, I know, I'm kind of skipping here. But oh, yeah, is, he's he, balling. is he a tight end one right now because of Kelsey's age? Like and the Kittle's- tight end one? If in dynasty right now, like if you're right. if you're doing a dynasty league right startup right now, would you draft? Would he be your tight end one to draft? Not for me. I mean, he's you're one of my picking, biggest you're regrets. You're this still season. taking Kelsey over him? Of course. Man, it's Mahomes in a in dynasty? dynasty. Of course, in a dynasty, I'm probably. It's only like what a three year, four the, year age difference. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a better one. In Dynasty, this is probably an unpopular opinion now, but I take Mark Andrews over him. Over, over Waller. Over Waller, He's, he wouldn't even be in my top three still. Yeah. I, yeah in a Dynasty I, I, league, and I don't. I don't know what it is either. But at the same point, I don't know if Carr is going to be there next year, and I think Carr and Waller are tied very much so. Do I don't know about that though, because I mean, Mariota came in and Waller was balling yeah. Mariota. That's true, but I'm well. Yes, I, that was true too. Last but night. I don't know if I mean. I'm sorry. I don't know if the Oakland has their future quarterback. Um, and Waller doesn't really. He's what 28, I think. Like he doesn't really have much of a future per se. We're seeing tight ends, very good tight ends, last a while, but that could be four years from now. And if you're waiting on Waller, which again, this is maybe just my negative side. Like the guy looks great. His stats are amazing, but he also only gets like 10 yards per catch. That so touchdown, you also need to rely on him getting 60, 70 plus catches. That touchdown that he that Mariota threw to him. Yeah, that was dirty. It was dirty. But here's the thing. Do we see many times does Kittle or Kelsey line up on the outside against a cornerback ever? No, well the reason fortunate. the reason Waller but can have, is because he was a wide receiver. He was a wide receiver, and that's my right. point. That's my point. I don't it was a setup question, guys. Pretty much, Darren, he's my number one tight end. If if I start, if, if I start, if I'm in a new dynasty league this year, he's my tight end one. Okay, just saying. Wow. Uh, wow. It's it's been said. It's been said. That catch. Right. Well, that's going to that be kept. Ridiculous. That's going to be talked about. That's all right. I like it. Everybody heard it. Everybody heard it loud. Make sure you uh, tweet live, tweet at Keenan live. for that one. Live. Yeah, we are live on we are live on YouTube. I know we have at least a uh, hundred minus a hundred listeners. No, we had uh, one or viewers. Week. My wife. Oh yeah, we might have had one. There we go. Your yeah. wife showed up. Hey, there we go. Yeah. So we're working on it though. We're getting it going. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Dynasty Mafia Podcast. But uh, make sure you guys at Keenan for this Waller take at Keenan underscore seven one six. You can follow Eric at Eric D underscore FF. And you could follow myself at Antonio Denisi FF. So that record I was talking about with Mahomes in the beginning that he set, it's actually the longest sack in NFL history. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I know a lot of people probably got the notification. No, but it was a 30-yard longest, sack. It was the longest sack that didn't lead to a turnover in NFL history. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. You're filling it in for me. Thank you, sir. Longest sack that wasn't a turnover. There you go. Um, so, again, another record under Mahomes. I love it. But he was just trying to do so much. But, like, the confidence in that man to be able to say, I'm just going to keep running and running and running, and if I feel like I can chuck it up, I'm going to. 
That was uh, that was funny. So. I mean, when you have all those weapons, you might as well just chuck it in the middle of the field and hope for the best. I know. Yeah, I mean, with him, he can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Derek Henry has at least 50 rushing yards for his 22nd straight game, which is the longest streak since 2008-9 season. It's... Why does that not seem a lot to me? Another regret of mine. Right? Why, why, it, why it doesn't, right? 50 yards doesn't. Yeah. But, well, no, I'm yeah, talking about the 22. Yeah. I'm talking about the 22. I thought he had. I thought he would ha- get that every game he started, at least get 50 yards. Well, that's that's pretty close that's to every about, game he started. He's only been oh, playing for it? two years. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Henry. Well, he only started for two years. He well, he sat. He was behind Marco Murray. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. Three, now I remember. Three long yep. years. It feels so, so, uh, so much longer. I know. It, it honestly does. Remember when Lindell White was on their team too? Oh, geez. And then um. Oh gosh. I'm remembering his name. I remember his name. He starts with a yeah. B. He was uh, he was loved for a second. That kind of let people down uh, in Tennessee. But uh, oh, um, my, my point I was going to say to him too, though, was like I, he's another regret of mine this year, along with Waller. Like even in Dynasty, like I sold Henry last season. Um, I sold Waller this season. Like I think I'm going to yeah. be getting me some Derrick Henry back this offseason. Yeah, like I really I'm, do. I'm just with him. I'm so nervous. His running style and his the possible injury. You know, you get you see his running backs get beat up all the time, and so, but he's fine. Yeah, he is. I guess that's where I that's where I'm trying to. This off season, I told myself that I'm not gonna try to think about future injuries. If if the player gets injured, the player gets injured. He's the ultimate win now. Yeah, kind of asset. I did that last year in the league and. I tried to get him in a few other leagues this year, but it was impossible. I got him over you, but I so I always look usually about two to three years ahead. That's that's how I determine my the way I want to develop my teams, how I think the players will be. I think he could even be great three years from now. Like he yeah. could be great till he's thirty. I mean, he's Adrian Peterson's what thirty four, thirty five, and he's doing these things, and he's the next closest thing we've seen to Adrian Peterson in league history. You know, besides Jim Brown. Like, just what he can do is insane. And they started using him in the passing game this year. They did. And that's what we were always like, no, if he doesn't get the passing game, which he never did, he can't be a top two, three running back. Mm-hmm. Maybe even top five. And we were yeah. wrong. I traded, at least I was. I traded Russell Wilson and Scary Terry for him in a redraft league. Yeah, like Darrington Evans was the yeah. talk of the town mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I, I'm excited though uh, for for what Tennessee's doing because they're doing it very uh, successfully, um, and they're obviously doing it on the backs of Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. Uh, Jalen Hurts, guys. Jalen Hurts. He came in to play. Showed up big time. 18 rush attempts, over 100 yards. Had the most rush attempts by a quarterback this year. What is that saying for you? With a uh, someone like Doug Peterson that you know isn't always a Wentz rush first guy. We know Wentz would usually do it when he wanted to, but uh, we saw Miles Sanders finally get a resurgence. We saw Alshon Jeffrey score a touchdown. Like, what? Uh, what do you think about this? They beat mad. the Saints, guys. I was mad when <laughs> Sanders had two times. I benched Sanders this past week for uh, for uh, Wayne Gallman. Oh man! I, you, oh no! You, Wayne Gallman was tearing it up. And Sanders wasn't, and there's a rookie quarterback coming in. I don't know why Eric's laughing. I have good points. I I just hate Gallman. I hate, <laughs> dude. I I 
I don't know, man. Um, you gotta start know. your studs, man. You gotta. You gotta, start you your gotta studs. I always go by that, but if you look at Miles Sanders' t- uh, production and touches from the last few weeks before this past week, you would have sat him too. I started Miles Sanders actually. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying if you had a if you if you no, had I a know. Point, I very much understand that. why yeah. you did. Trust me, if you had like a James Robinson you picked up off waivers and you had Elvin Kamara and you had better wide receivers for your flex, like, trust Gallman. me, I understand why you played him. <laughs> like, and Wayne Coleman, I, I don't even want to mention him. Sorry. But I, again, I probably wouldn't have done it just again because that was a. Miles Sanders already has two plus seven, like 70 plus yard runs this season. So yeah. that's why I would have started him because even the matchup sucks. He has that ability and then, you know, he goes and does an 84 yard touchdown. So. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the advice I was giving people, um, and, and that was the advice that I kind of took upon myself. I wound up using him in daily because because I liked uh, his value, which turned out to be nice. But you're right; he ha- he was the ultimate flipper flop player this season with that game. Like the Ceh one, I don't even think was as bad. Yeah. Yeah. No. He. Yeah, that's all I gotta say on him. He made me mad. <laughs> so, do you like Jalen Hurts? There, it sounds like he's obviously going to be starting. Um, they beat I like the Saints him this week. Uh, Against yeah, Arizona, they uh, they, they're going to play Arizona. They're going to Arizona, and yeah. uh, I think it's going to be a nice uh, ground game between two running quarterbacks. Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's going to be real fun to see. Kyler Murray ha- came back to his rushing self. Hurts or Rivers this week. I think I have to go Rivers. They're playing Houston yeah. um, at home. Uh, I think the ground game is going to work really well for them too, but uh, it sounds like uh, Brandon Cooks is coming back, so yeah, Watson have a little more firepower. Oh, okay, I see. I see what you mean. How about okay. you, Eric? Yeah, so like I feel like Watson yeah. can still put up some points, so Rivers will have to chase. So I think Rivers will put up some more points. I, I just I'm not going to trust that Hertz is going to run the ball 15 plus times again. Um, you know, maybe that is, that's the offense they're going to do. Maybe Would you so say? they might be careful because he almost cost them the game there at the end, or he yeah. he fumbled and he did. I mean, he looks his arm looks good. Like I, I like what I'm seeing from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, but uh, obviously, I do want to see some more because um, I think that the leash might be a little short on him too. Like you saw the spark that the team got, yeah. But at the same point, if they go downhill this next game and they need to win. I don't know if there's a chance week 17 Carson Wentz gets the reins again. Or not week 17, I'm sorry, next week. And he might. I mean, I'm not completely sold on Hurts. I know they won the game, but that, that, that offense in total, they only put up 17 points. Um, and and seven of them came because the one play, Miles Sanders had an 80-yard touchdown run, um, which I don't take anything away from it, obviously, but it's – you know, 17 points isn't going to get it done going down the stretch. And not only that, wasn't that the game where uh, the Saints should have had that onside kick at the end there? Yeah, yeah. So had a chance yeah. to win. Yeah, it, was sitting, it was sitting right there, and they, I don't know it what happened. Clearly, yeah, it was clearly the Saints uh, ball. But yeah, but, but yeah, I'm not I'm not completely sold on him. You know, he only threw for one touchdown, and I don't think he's going to run, you know, 15 times again, like he said. So, yeah, I'm definitely going with when the river is there and that. Okay. All right. That's all right. I like that. Would you pay a first for him in dynasty right now though? For Jalen hurts. Yeah. No. Or would do you think, uh, would you sell him for a second? No. Super no, I, flex, obviously, right? Yeah. You're talking about super no, flex, but I would one quarterback. 
No. Well, all right. One quarterback, unless you got like a top three guy, you're not getting a first probably. I mean, it's it, you might. It's just it's. I've yeah. tried before. It's I mean, I, unless it's just the leagues we're in, maybe. But uh, it's it's tough in a one quarterback. It's definitely league, a, a devalue quarterback so hard. Yeah. But it's definitely a sell high opportunity if you're not really believing in him. Would you agree? Or at least, I mean, I don't know if you're trading. Obviously, if you trade windows open. I mean, yeah, definitely. I just I, in a one. I, I, I hang was on. To second though, would you take Keenan? No, I'd hang on to him. He's a young player. Okay. I mean, just look around the league. These young quarterbacks have played really well. Um, and say you know next year at this time he's the starter there and he's playing really well. You might be able to get that first that you're talking about. Right now, yeah. I don't think you're getting a first. I don't think a second, but a second. What are you doing with that second? You're drafting another type of player like Jalen Hurts, who has potential and might might be good. Um, you might as well hang on to him. The way I see it, but I think you hit the nail on the head there uh, when you said that the team, the Eagles have team has energy and they got a little spark or whatever. But did you guys see what Miles Sanders said after the game? How he was impressed with Jalen Hurts' uh, strong leadership. Why is Mm-mm. why is a rookie have better leadership than your franchise quarterback? Yeah, well, you know, I didn't. I felt like that could have been a shot. Like, even if it was a shot, Carson, obviously, but yeah, they it's have time talked to move obviously on, about his leadership questions. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like when he's on the bench, like you know, people were already talking about once the benching happened. Like Carson's not going to be the guy cheering him on the sideline, and obviously he. I don't think he really was. I didn't really see him, but he's going to be the guy on the bench, you know, moping or hoping that it doesn't go well. And, like, that's not what you want. So, yeah, yeah, maybe it's time Carson does get a new. A I'm new telling you, Carson will be the new quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to say the Patriots. Oh, Patriots. It probably will be, and he's going to end up being oh, That'll be, like, the most Bill Belichick thing. Yeah. But I don't know. It's going to be tough. You're right. I think Indy's going to battle Frank Reich, the old coordinator with Philly. He's going to get a chance with him. Uh, but let's move just uh, – let's talk about uh, Kyler and Kenyon Drake real quick. Kyler just really quickly because he had 13 rushes. So he's back to kind of rushing again. He, he didn't really do so much uh, – he didn't really do so much through the air. Um, but he at least was rushing again, but it was only 40, 42 yards, 47 yards. So he only averaged three and a half yards per carry. Not as much as he's been doing, but do you believe in him now this week uh, going against Philadelphia? Um do you think you can trust him being a potential top five player? Go ahead, Eric. I do, I've uh, done enough talking. Was it? Kyler, can he be a top five option this week against Philadelphia? Do you trust the 13 rushes, um, even though you didn't pass too much? Um, they kind of they dominated the Giants, so take that for what you will. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, like we've talked about before, you know, since the since he took that hit, you know, it seems like he's been what, running a little bit less, and Kenyon Drake seems to be get, getting a little bit more work. But I think he's always a threat to be a top five because you know he's gonna have the the rushing threat no matter what, and he's got DeAndre Hopkins throwing, throwing the ball too, and you know Christian Kirk and Larry Fitz. So do I think so- he will be? Maybe. Maybe not top five, but I think he'll definitely be in the top ten. But he definitely has the potential. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a rushing touchdown in four weeks. And ironically, in the last four weeks, Kenyon Drake has had five rushing touchdowns. So 
can you trust Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray? I mean, I I am one hundred percent believe uh, that that uh, they rely on each other. Like one cannot do well with the other. Uh, also doing well on the ground. So, um, what do you think, Eric? I mean, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, Kenyon Drake, he's he. I'm playing him in my lineups with the way he's been playing recently, no matter what. But I mean, even even if Drake has a good game, I can still obviously I still believe Kyler can get himself in the top five. Yeah, I mean, he's only averaging he's only averaging like three and a half yards of carry right now. But it is the five touchdowns that are saving him. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I personally, yeah, I think you might have to play him because of what they've been doing. But it's very tough that if you have Kyler, can you trust him to get over 300 yards and three touchdowns again? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. Start your studs. If you got here, if you got, if you got this far with them, start them. Wow. So, you, you know, I know I just said that. I really do. I get that. But I'm kind of... I think I might be going against that this week. Well, uh, we're going to have another Miles Sanders uh, conversation next week. I mean, I have to play this player in my because I just don't have better options. Yeah. But, like, I bench Ezekiel Elliott if I could this week. Yeah. I, you, uh, can I uh, speak on Kyler? I mean, we're going to talk about him a little bit later. Um, no, we passed. Sorry. I'm just kidding. You're good. Oh, but did we realize that he is currently the number one quarterback on the year? Did we mention that? Is he did, back up there? Did we freeze? He's number. I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking I on fantasy pros website. Yeah, he's beaten uh, Patrick Mahomes by yeah. two points. Just wanted to mention that since we just wow. talked. about him. I see where he got that from, Eric. What? I see where you got that from. Oh, your, yeah. little, your little stat there. I'm fancy, yeah, fancy pros. Yeah. Why not? I was just looking at the same thing. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yes, as interesting as that is, he did have a very, very, very good first uh, 10 games. So um, just like Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's still top three, top four, I think. Um, so take that for what you will, but. Ezekiel Elliott's against San Francisco this week. Um, he's actually one of my stresses, so I, I kind of, you know, maybe I'll just talk a bit about him now. But he's also just like he's he's not getting the work that he should be getting. Um, I mean, sorry, he's getting like he's, he's getting the touches, but they're nothing. He's gotten ten for thirty-two, twelve for forty-eight, uh, eighteen for seventy-seven. You know, but realistically, he's got one hundred-yard rushing game on the year. Uh, the San Francisco is top five in rushing yards uh, allowed, and or sorry, bottom five in rushing yards allowed. They're bottom five in points allowed against the fantasy position with running backs. Uh, I, he's just yeah, like it pains me to be saying that because I never thought I would be saying this at the beginning of the year at all about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, obviously, we know the deck injury, I, but I think even with a deck injury, he would be. I got a question. Proof. I got yeah. a question for you guys. So. I don't know if you guys think it's possible, but maybe I just really just thought of it. But do you think they could just be taking it easy on him for the remainder of the year? Keep him fresh until Dak comes back? No, because he, he had 23, 13, 24, and then 15. 
touches. So, I mean, he's still getting the ball, but they're also getting behind in games, which is where he was getting used. Um, I mean, last week, yeah, they he had 15 touches, and then they were up 30-7. to seven. But his problem, though, is that he's only topped single-digit PPR points twice since week seven. Like, it, it, he's still getting the usage. He has, let's see, right now he has 256 touches. So uh, it's not like he it's not like he's not getting the ball. That's 256 in 13 games. Um, so that's almost 20 touches a game. That's that's where he's about at. That's what he's been doing. It's just uh, he's yeah, just worrisome. not doing well because Dalton's just doing horrible, um, and he's been getting very few targets in the passing game, and he's only topped 20 yards once receiving with Dalton. Yeah, l- luckily the one league I had him in, I'm no longer in, but. If if I was, I know that if I sat him, I couldn't live with myself if he goes off. That's because, my problem too. But how is he going to go off? He he doesn't even. I think he has one run over like twenty yards this whole year. Like I, I justified that with Miles Sanders because you never know. I well I know well you do like Zeke isn't a guy that breaks those long. Things. Like Miles Sanders has done it now for two years. Um, yes, oh, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah. You I'm have to. having a big game, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, no, he definitely could. I mean, he gets the touches. Like that's the other argument. Like I, I, I argued yesterday, uh, you got to play Josh Jacobs. You know, I was asked Josh Jacobs or T.Y. Hilton, right? We talked about that, and a big reason is because you know Jacobs is going to get the workload. And what did he do yesterday? He put up twenty over twenty points. Um, but I think like I'm playing DeAndre or well Swift, of course. But I think I might play McKissick against Washington. Uh, Dobbins against Jacksonville, Kareem Hunt at the Giants. I think I would play those three over Zeke. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, you know I'm, I feel I'm about thinking Kareem, about this as you guys were talking about it. I uh, like I said, Keenan. I he's only had yeah. over over double it's, digits twice in the last. Tu- eight games. I know. I just I know. I just said Miles Sanders last week. It's tough. It's tough to sit I your know. studs, but. You just got scarred. I, uh, I wouldn't I guess, blame anybody for sitting Zeke right now because of what yeah. he's like. Why don't we Why don't we talk about some studs right now and actually just kind of jump right into our stress and impress? What do you guys think about that? Since since Zeke's one of my stresses, you want to go into that? Sure. Sure. All right. You sure, Keenan? Yeah, I'm just looking at Elliot here. I I don't you know. I don't. I, I know it's impressive. Anthony, you talk about your stresses first, son. And... All right, all right. So I just talked a lot about Zeke, um, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse there. Uh, my second one's Devontae Parker against New England. Uh, you know, we know the last two times he's played New England, he has burned them, right? Uh, we get it. Who is his quarterback, though? Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's not happening. It's going to be the rookie, Tua Tungabailoa. They played a rookie two weeks ago in Justin Herbert. He was shut out 45 nothing. I'm not saying that's going to happen against Tua. But Belichick is going to do his Belichick thing, and I think they're going to shut down Miami. Thankfully, Gasicki is supposed to be playing. Jakeem Grant supposed to be playing. So it will give a little less pressure on Parker. Not too much, but he's going to be seeing uh, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, and I just I, I, I hope it doesn't go too bad. I, um, I hope they can win. I really do. It's going to be a close game, hopefully. But you know that New England's going to try everything they can to keep the ball away from uh, Miami. And Cam Newton's a running quarterback. That's what they're going to do. My third one is Terry McLaurin against Seattle. Uh, 
Uh, I, I'm sitting Terry McLaurin this week too, guys. Like uh, Alex Smith's on track to miss, which is actually a positive, I think, for McLaurin because he's been doing better with Dwayne Haskins. So it could be a better opportunity, but I don't know if it's enough. Uh, the last passer to top 300 yards against Seattle was Jared Goff in Week 10. That was five games ago, and he didn't even throw a touchdown in that game. So they've only allowed six touchdowns in the last five weeks to quarterbacks. Now, fortunately, they've played the Jets, the Giants, and the Eagles, but still, in those games, they've combined for like 450 passing yards. They played the Cardinals and the Rams, and Car- uh, Kyler had two touchdowns and 249 yards. So not a crazy game. But they have been doing really well lately. Uh, they are now finishing up their run against the NFC East. Uh, and <laughs> what a great matchup for them. Um, but, again, I, the, the fact is, though, like I know it's not – like I know, oh, they've played the Jets, Giants, and Eagles and whatever, but they're playing Washington. They're playing Dwayne Haskins. Like that's not, that's not good. So uh, uh, they've, uh, they are first against wide receivers, but that's deceitful. You need to look into that because – after allowing a hundred plus yard receiver in each of their first five games, they have not allowed more than ninety four yard they have not allowed more than ninety four yards since then, since week five to a wide receiver. So I think uh, McLaurin's struggles uh in his last couple of games are gonna continue. Not scary Terry. I know, you know I don't like saying that, but dude, Seattle's actually have been playing really well. They have. Both like they've really are killing it against wide receivers. Yeah. Their defense definitely has improved since, I guess, that Bills game. So I guess I'll go with my stresses. Um, first one, Matt Ryan playing the Bucks. I mean, guys, I'm done with the Matt Ryan experience. Uh, experiment. I know you and all of us have talked about you know his leap year and whatnot. My man is struggling. Um, he comes into week 14 with uh, 17 fantasy points in less than – or less than four games in a row. Um, he's just not doing it for me. I actually dropped him, picked up two quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Rivers, um, in a in a league where I'm where I'm number one, and I just could not trust him. Um, and he's not. And he doesn't have Julio this week, guys. And in the previous four games where Julio missed, Ryan is averaging eleven point three fantasy points game points a game that is not going to cut it for me to make it to the championship in this week in this week's game and the last two games against tampa ryan has scored a combined 22 fantasy points i don't know about you guys but yikes that's only 22 more than i've scored so can um, can i can i put a little note in between that sure like i i know that we've been like that ryan's been horrible this year but do you know that calvin ridley my love has only had two out of his twelve games this year where he hasn't had at least ninety yards or a touchdown. So what, what do you think? What do you think the problem is? Uh you know, I think just the problem is he never has a consistent offensive coordinator. Like I really do. He's never had one for more than two years that we we, we talked th- about in the off season. Do you think it's a lack of run game again? Uh that's you know, that's the thing too. I mean, we're gonna. I know we're gonna talk about we ta- Gurley in a second. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Gurley coming up here with my trust. So, but so why don't you lean right talk, into that right we, now? Because I kind of want to talk about him. Sure. Uh, so he's playing the Bucks, obviously. Um, honestly, there's no reason to trust Gurley for the rest of the year, especially this week. It's a tough matchup. He's com- Gurley is combined for um, nine PPR points in the past three games, guys, and that's horrible. He's been. Uh, hold on. Sorry, I got my previous stress pulled up still. 
He said nine right. total. <laughs> and Matt Ryan still pulled up, and I'm like looking at it. I'm like, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, he's had nine total touches or less in each of the um, last few games. He's losing work to um, Smith, who might be might be the better option there in Atlanta because who knows if Gurley's knees are even healthy anymore. Um, Smith might have some fresh legs there. So if you're the offense coordinator, you might want to evolve uh, more Smith, less Gurley. Um, but there isn't any way you can trust the Falcons running game at all, um, either running back this week. Uh, Tampa has allowed one rushing touchdown since week nine, and only Delvin Cook has rushed for more than 60 yards this season on them. So, and so, I, I think the Todd Gurley experiment is over in Atlanta. I think they're going to try to get a running back in the draft. I don't think they can move on from Matt Ryan because the debt, the dead cap is about 50 million. So yeah, no one's trading you, for him. The only the, the only option I see is draft a young quarterback, sit him behind Ryan until next year when the when the dead cap is at twenty four million, I and think, then build around and start adding young pieces into that offense right now, and then add that quarterback later on. I don't know though. Even at twenty four million, it's a lot. It's a lot, but, a lot, but I mean, like, I mean, for fifty to twenty four, from fifty to twenty four is is really you know huge, yeah, but. Are we really that worried though? Like Matt Ryan's got to have at least three or four years left. From what we're seeing with quarterbacks, he might have more. Like Kelvin Ridley, three or four years from now, he'll be twenty-eight, twenty-nine, still in his prime. I think Honestly, has Matt Ryan been the same think, since, since he's blown that lead I in the think, Super Bowl? I think they're going to want to keep going with with Matt Ryan, Julio, and Kelvin Ridley. I think you're right. I think they try and draft a running back, and I think they try and get this offense back on track and try and go after a Super Bowl with you know, whatever they got remaining out of Julio and Ryan. Uh, no. Yeah. Side note, side note for anyone, anyone that's, uh, what anyone that's, um, thinking about next year's fantasy class, um, UB's, uh, running back just got hurt and he's limping off the field. Wolf. And they're down by three scores. That's a dirty move. Oh my god, that is so dirty. It was pretty much the the was it Eckler who got hurt? Oh, who got who got hurt when? Uh, oh, Carson when Carson when the guy did the alligator roll. That's literally what just happened. Yeah, that sucks. That's not good. Um. But I just sorry, so sorry I got lost for a second. Um, I wanted to ask you guys with Todd Gurley, is that is this the last time we ever start Todd Gurley in fantasy again? Yes, I, I'm I'm done. He's not. He's gonna be a backup next year. There's no right. way he's gonna get a full workload. The last time we ever start him, maybe not because, like you said, he's gonna be a backup. But if he he might, well, that you'll because of injury, say, hey. he might end up getting a starting job in the future at some point. But in a starting sense, yeah, you're you're not. As a starter on yeah, your fantasy crazy. team, what do you, he's he's done. What do you do if you have him in a dynasty league? Yeah, you suck. You, you, Nothing you really can do. You Just might be able to sell. Honestly, though, I probably had drawn draft time would sell him. See what you can get him wrong. You know, I try time. to you sell get, like, him. a third round and, like, get a player. I try to sell him throughout this whole season. When he was going – when he was getting, you know, 50 yards a game and a touchdown almost every uh, 
every game, I'm like, all right, time to sell them, time to sell them. And no one was biting. No, and I wasn't asking for a lot. It, you know, I just wanted like a wide, a middle of a row wide receiver, or something to help me, help me out, or you know, a second round pick. But no one wanted to take the risk. Yeah, I don't think that's what's going to happen either. I think you have to wait. Yeah. UB is getting steamrolled, guys, in the MAC championship right now. Keenan, why don't you finish your stress? Fourth and fourth down, fourth and three, and they throw a little. What well, I don't even know what the hell this is. They throw it behind the line of scrimmage, and he gets tackled. Bad offensive coordinating. <sighs> Last one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, I got Mr. Bernard, uh, Cincinnati running back. Um, he's playing Pittsburgh. Even though uh, Joe Mixon's still expected to be out, I think Mixon's probably done for the year. Um, Bernard has been awful for the five games in a row, and things haven't things shouldn't improve this week against the Steelers, who have who have held uh, how many points? They've held them to eight PPR points in week ten. Uh, so with the last five games of him playing so awful, I'm not starting Bernard. Um, I think I think he's actually losing carries to Pirine. Is that? Is that who the other running back is over there? Uh, Trayvon Trayvon Williams got some. And isn't Pirine over there too? Uh, yeah, I think Samaje is there too. Yeah, so he's losing carries too. And um, yeah, he only had six total touches in week 14 against Dallas after he fumbled. So the coaching staff has lost confidence in him. And Bernard never fumbles too, which was shocking to see. I think yeah, he's had that one was really, fumble. Really unfortunate. He kind of hurt me yeah. in one of my one of my games and. Yeah, it was yeah. right in the first drive, and yeah. he only got one another touch the rest of the game. He had six all together. I don't know. I don't know how many he got throughout the game. Cool. All right, I think that's your stresses, Eric. How about you? Uh, yeah. So my first one is going to be the Bengals wide receivers. Um, I'm just I'm really not trusting either of them, especially not Boyd or Higgins going into this because. You know, it's just that offense is it's just not producing. And you're in you're in the semifinals. You need to you know, you need to your team needs to go off if you want to make it to the championship and they're just not gonna get it done for you. Um then my second one it's gonna be kind of a two in one because uh, someone over there stole one of my other ones. You know, he likes to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's I'm like used to it, so I should just always have a backup. Eric, it's like we don't have a, a show show sheet, excuse me, that he sends to us on Saturday nights. <laughs> it's not all my right. fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right though. I'll do a little two for one here. It's David Johnson and Deshaun Watson going up against the Colts. Um, you know, David Johnson, you know, he's saying he expects to be fully in and I just, I'm not buying it. It's, I don't know what, what that offense is going to produce. You know, there's no Will Fuller and, you know, we saw Deshaun struggle last week. I'm just, I'm just not convinced that they're going to be able to get it done this week going up against Colt, who are one of the top defenses in the league. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm stressing on them a little bit, but yeah, those are men. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I know we're talking about Watson kind of doing his thing. So I agree with you with Johnson, though. Yeah, well, I had to find one, okay? Yeah, that was, a, that was an audible. <laughs> that was, my, that was an audible. I know. It was an audible. It was a good audible. It was a good audible. Um, yeah, was that your. 
Did you go through all yours? I wasn't. I'm sorry. Yep. Well, yeah, all he right. went through all. He went through all four. What a good job you did there. Um, all right, I'm gonna switch over to my impress. Uh, I got Jared Goff versus versus the New York Jets. Uh, kind of an easy one in my mind. Uh, they give up the most points to the quarterback position. Uh, the Jets just got torched 40 to three by Seattle. Uh, and you know he may not have turned out to be the top five quarterback that you know myself and and us and we were kind of hoping he would be this season, uh, but he can still put up the points like one. Uh, you know he's top twenty five points uh, five times this season, so you know he has the ability to do that. Uh, and he gets uh, Seattle in championship week next week. So if you have him for the Jets, you might be able to hold him on again for this week. Uh, but I think he's going to be able to do really well. Uh, it's going to be a great jump back game. Um, or not jump back game, but they just played against New England. They didn't. They were able to handle the game, but uh, they weren't able to just unload like they wanted to. So I think they're going to be able to do it against the Jets to warm up for Seattle. Uh, my second one is going to be Cole Beasley at the Denver Broncos. Uh, they, the Broncos, are the definition of what injury plagued is on the defensive side of the football. Uh, they're missing so much on their front four. They're missing uh, defensive backs. They're missing cornerbacks. Uh, they're top three cornerbacks, actually. Um, they actually may have to stick a third-round rookie on uh, Stephon Diggs this week, so that's going to be a really good game for him, uh, as I expect. But I think that Cole Beasley, uh, who's going to be able to get even less pressure seen on him, uh, is going to just open it up uh, for Josh Allen. He had 10 catches and over 100 yards last week. or I think he can be in line for another 10 catches and 100 yards. Uh, but uh, Buffalo hasn't taken their foot off the gas, really, in any game this year. Uh, and I think they're going to want to keep it moving against Denver. Uh, it's going to be a pretty lopsided game in my mind. Can you uh, say that one more time? It'll be the a bu- which part? The Buffalo hasn't taken their the, their foot off the gas. Did I mess it up again? No, you didn't. It was just nice to hear that that our <laughs> team is, you know, playing good offense for once in our 20 years of being football fans. Yeah, it's crazy. If we're, you know, if we're up, we're not, we're not stopping. So that's yeah. really good for fantasy, especially, you know, like I said, for Diggs and Cole Beasley. So um, I know the Broncos picked up Will Parks free agent this week. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be. He's probably going to be covering Cole Beasley. Uh, so I, I'm not. I'm not too worried. Uh, my third one is Brandon Ayuk. I'm staying hot, hot, hot with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he fully exploded last week, getting 16 targets, having 10 catches, 119 yards. He's now had at least 100 yards, or he's at yeah, he's had at least 100 yards or a touchdown now in five straight games. At least 17 and a half PPR points in each of those games. And I don't care who's slinging the ball to him; they're going to be getting the ball his way. Uh, Debo is now out. We already know George Kittle's out. They have nobody to throw to. Uh, so the Cowboys have averaged uh, giving up at least 19.5 points per game against wide receivers that get targeted more than six times. And Ayuk's been averaging over eight targets a game, so I think he's going to have a really good a really good week again. Um, and we know Shanahan gets creative. So Brandon Ayuk is going to be a great DFS play, which we're also going to talk about after this. Um, you just talked me into starting Cole Beasley. You're god darn right I should have. Um, Another good uh, well, Mike, Mike, Michael Thomas is out, so... Uh, oh, I, yeah. I'm going to start Cole Beasley. That's, Dude, he's going to have a great game. I hope so. Eric, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Or did you go already? I'll go. All right, I'll go, go on, buddy. Yeah. Uh, my first one's DJ Moore going up against the Packers. Uh, this is more, you know, I think the Packers are going to be up and, and the uh, Panthers are going to be, uh, you know, 
coming coming from behind and they're gonna have to keep up. Um, it's more so, you know, I think the Packers are gonna make sure they're they're throw just throwing points down their throats just because the Packers are they're they're fighting to stay on top to keep that bye week. I think the Saints are tied with them at ten and three, and the Rams are actually nine and four. They're right behind them as well, so so they're going to be uh, putting points up. And not only that, Jerry Alexander is also probably going to be spending time covering Robbie Anderson. He might switch between both of them, but it'll free some uh, space up for DJ Moore to get some looks. Um, my second one is J.D. McKissick uh, going up against Seattle. Uh, this is another one where I think uh, the Washington is going to be having to throw to keep up, and I think this could be a game where you see J.D. JD McKissick get those double-digit targets. Uh, so... You know, just mainly on that, I think he's going to have a he's going to have a good game in PPR leagues, of course, just based off of that. Um, and then my third one is Cam Akers going up against the Jets. I think the Rams are going to get up early and they're going to be able to control this game, and they can just ride into the sunset with Cam Akers and just hand him the ball off for the entire second half. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping nice. for another big game. Um, but yes, those are my three. Look, the rookie running backs are starting to come around for sure. It was, I know, we've seen rookie oh, yeah. wide receivers for the most part of this season, but I mean, yeah, I, and I, like I like how I kind of mentioned last week, I think you know the past couple of weeks have shown that you know everyone was a little bit worried about the running backs coming out of this class, you know, because of the, you know first half of the year, but they're really starting to come on now, and I think it was you know more so they all had to kind of learn the playbooks and just kind of get acclimated, but. Yeah, they're, they're coming along. Yeah, well, speaking of rookie running backs, my first stress is a rookie running back. Or impress, I'm sorry. He's my start of the week, guys. Uh, J.K. Dobbins against the Jags. Uh, the Jags' run defense has been miserable this season, guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught a Jags game yet this year, but it's it's been very bad. Um, in the last three games against Cleveland, Minnesota, and Tennessee, the running backs on those teams have combined for 561 yards. And three touchdowns along with 14 catches and 126 yards and a receiving touchdown. That's a lot. That's a lot of yards to give up for one position. Um, and Dobbins has scored in three games in a row and has at least 70 yards rushing on two of those three outings. Uh, I feel like slowly but surely this offense is starting to give J.K. Dobbins the running um, back RB1 position there in Baltimore. Second one, Jalen Hurts. I know it's tough to start a rookie quarterback, making a second NFL start in a fantasy playoff game. But, guys, I'm not – I'm doing it. I know you guys said Rivers, but I'm doing it. I'm starting Hurts over Rivers this week. Um, he did a solid job this past week uh, against New Orleans with 20 fantasy points. He only had 167-yard passing, but he had 106 yards on the ground. Um, he faces Arizona this week, and the Cardinals have allowed five of their last – seven quarterbacks to score at least 23 fantasy points. And the only two were Cam and Daniel Jones not to score um, at least 23 fantasy points. Um, Arizona has also struggled against running, running quarterbacks over the span, over that same span. They, they had, they gave up to those five quarterbacks. They gave up 35 yards at least. So I, I could see Hertz having, you know, at least 50 and a touchdown running. So I'm starting them. If, if you're in a, Bind. I think you. I think you should take a look at him. Last one, Mike Davis against Green Bay. I. Uh, um, I've been a Mike Davis fan here and there, but this week I think I'm. I think I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna start him for sure. But I, 
I know he struggled and then he had a great week last week, but with McCaffrey out and he's scored at least 15 PPR points in the last two of the three games, I think I think in a favorable matchup against the Packers, you got to start him. Um, the Packers have allowed a running back to gain at least 100 yards in every game but one game this season. Isn't that crazy, guys? Every game but one. And um, they're the and the Packers are among the league leaders with 74 receptions allowed to running backs this this year. Eight running backs have at least four catches against Green Bay. So I know I've said some bad things about Mike Davis the last couple of weeks because he hasn't produced like he did earlier in the season, but I think he continues what he did this past week. Yeah, he did it last, yeah, exactly. He did it last week, and that's, yeah. they're going to use him again, man. They're going to use him again, so hopefully you held on to him. Yeah. Uh, good job there. Is that all? That wraps us all up there, right? Yeah, unless you stole one of Eric's dresses. I was thinking about stealing an impress. Impress, yeah. You should do impress first and, and stress second. But. Yeah, I know. I, I switched it up a little bit there, and I know we switched up a few things today. But I want to talk about – It's a big um, UB touchdown here, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big need, big need. Uh, so let's talk about some dart throws real quick, all right? So there's some players I want to talk about that could be a little sneaky here. Uh, probably owning you know, less than 60% of your leagues. Uh, so you might be able to find them on the waiver wire if you are if you need to fill in uh, like a flex spot or a deep, a deep league, three wide receivers. Um, or maybe if you're just plagued uh, in general or just somehow made it in the playoffs and you need some guys. So uh, I just want to hear from you guys if you would uh, pick them up or not. All right, or start him or not. All right, so uh, Peyton Barber for the Giants. Or, I'm sorry, the Redskins. No. No. With no Antonio Gibson. All right. No. How about Jeff Wilson Jr.? No, Raheem Mostert is healthy. I agree. So you're playing Mostert. Yes. I'm not playing either of them. I'm not playing either of them. If Mostert was injured... Then yes, I'd start Wilson. Or if Wilson was injured, I'd start Morster. But I'm staying away from that backfield this week. Okay. Uh, Selvin Ahmed, if he plays, New England, right? Yeah, Miami's got New England. Yeah, New England struggled on a on a run game lately. So yeah, let's let's start him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sony Michelle, maybe. Uh, um, Damian Harris nah. might not be playing. Same thing with that backfield. They still have James White, right? Yeah. Still playing, right? I stay away I think from that. He, yeah, James White is uh, he's questionable to be playing too, uh, but they probably will get him back. Um, okay, uh, DeAndre Washington. If, if uh, I'm starting, if I'm starting Ahmed, I'm not starting Washington. Right. And vice versa. Uh, okay. What about Lynn Bowden? Six plus catches last few games. Is, is he is he the other Miami running back? He he is, but he gets used in the passing game. So he gets like he gets used in the. He's been lining up uh, outside no. as a wide receiver. No, no. I actually I w- I would plug him in as a flex. I really would. Um, uh, what about Gus Edwards? I know you're I starting Dobbins, so <laughs> you absolutely need to, but I'm not excited about it. Okay, Edo Smith. I'm thinking about it in one league. He's a free agent right now, and I'm I'm thinking about it because I'm. In that one league, I have like seven injuries. Uh, yeah. And my, my three running backs that I'm choosing to start are Ahmed, Washington, and, and oh Bernard. So I'm thinking I'm thinking about it. You need us. You need this. <laughs> um how about you, Eric? 
you said maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't uh, touch Edo Smith right now. I think I can only. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. No. Yeah. If you're uh, on Nelson Aguilar, you think about it. <laughs> yeah, Nelson Aguilar. He's had 35 targets in his last four games. Well, they play. Didn't they play well, last night? They already played. So. Yeah. Oh so, no, yeah! I'm, Damn it! So, old news. Old news. I'll tell you if I'm gonna start him or not. <laughs> he had four catches for 49 yards. What about Chad Hansen? He's had 12 plus PPR points in the last two games. But like we said, Brandon Cooks is probably playing. Would you still play him? No. Okay. Russell Gage, now that uh, now that Julio's not playing? I would, yes. 10-plus targets. Yeah. Uh, what about Rashard Higgins or Donovan Peoples-Jones? I'd probably rather play Higgins, even though I, I do like me some yeah, Peoples-Jones. Um, but... I try to find a different option. Yeah, he's been getting. You have to rely on him getting the long, the long catches, and that's yeah. it's tough to believe in that with Baker. Um, all right, Keenan, let's move to your beauty. My love, your love here. So uh, we've had some breakouts between Cole Komet, Irv Smith here. Um, are you going to start either of them with? You know, Jimmy Graham got the touchdown last week, which kind of made me mad. But are you going to play Komet this week? I, I'm not. I'm not ready to, you know, play him in a playoff game. But I think I'm ready to play Smith Jr. I think he's. Is Rudolph playing? I don't think Rudolph's playing. Right. So they're well. No, he's not. And they're playing against each other. Yeah. Come at nerves. If I had to pick one, I'd, I'd, I'd start Irv Smith over Komet this week. But they're both going to be great. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Irv Smith's a real good DFS play. Uh, he had 16.3 points last week, 63 yards and a touchdown. We know what Kirk does with his tight ends. Um, what about Durham Smith or Adam Shaheen? Well, actually, I said Gesicki's playing, so we're going to scratch that. So that's our dart throws. All right. I like he, it. He's playing? Uh, they say he's probably going to play, yeah. It looked like his arm was broken. Yeah, I know, but uh, he went through uh, He went through walkthrough. Um, and they said that uh, everything was looking good. And actually, I didn't even see the update for today because that was just yesterday. Yeah, he's officially questionable. Um, yeah, he got everything, doing everything he can to get out there. So all of a sudden, he's ready to play, and he's had 17 targets the last two games. So um, let's talk about our DFS players, and uh, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up the sode. How does that sound? Yeah, I guess that's like a plan. Oh, I got one question. So we saw Keenan Allen play last night. It's now five out of the last six games. He's had 52 yards or less. I'm not counting last night just because he was injured and limited. He was, you know, they, they had him on a snap count, so. And he did well, have still makes it four out of five. But... Yeah, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of a direct result of Herbert struggling a little bit as well. Um. And, you know, I think that'll turn around. I agree. I agree. All right, Keenan. Yes, sir. Why don't you uh, Why don't you start us off with your DFS lineup? Sure. I got um, Jalen Hurts for $5,900 playing Arizona. Uh, Derrick Henry playing uh, Detroit, 32nd-ranked uh, defense for 9500 um, I know I just said I wouldn't start Jeff Wilson, but I, I'm taking a little gamble here on Jeff Wilson having a good game um, for 5,100. T.Y. Hilton, I know um, 
Antonio, you're big on him this week. He's playing the 23rd ranked uh, pass de- defense in Indy or against Houston. I'm sorry for 5,500. Corey Davis, he's light, lighting it up. He's playing the 27th uh, defense this week for 5,800. I'm taking another gamble on Michael Gallup for the price, 3,500. Hopefully, he can get a touchdown. My tight end is Dal- Dallas Goddard. My flex is uh, Brandon Ayuk playing Dallas, 31st ranked defense for 6,300. And I got the Rams defense against the Jets for 4,500. Oh, paying up for the defense. Yeah. See, see, uh, See, it took a couple gambles on Wilson and Gallup. I know Gallup hasn't had the year that he wanted, and and we just talked about Wilson and Moster, but you got to try to, you know, try to cut back on some positions, and hopefully that w- Wilson can have a good game like he has in the past. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Eric, what do you got? I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, I hope not. <clears throat> um... So I went. I don't know how happy I am about it, but I'm 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 going for gold here because you know he was a cheap option. But I went with the Bears stack with Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson. Uh, Trubisky was 5,500. A Rob was 7,400. Uh, you know, I just I think they're going to be playing from behind and going to have to throw to keep up. Not only that, but Trubisky's been you know he's been playing pretty good the past couple of weeks. He threw three touchdowns last week, so. Hoping he keeps it going and keeps passing it to A-Rob. And, uh, the, for my running backs, I got Raheem Moster and Cam Akers. Moster was 5,800. Akers was 6,600. Uh, my other wide receivers, I got Tyree Kill, 8,800. And then we just talked about him, Russell Gage, for 4,700. And my flex position, I got... Emmanuel Sanders, now that Mike Thomas is out, and I got him for 4200 And then my tight end, I got Irv Smith Jr. You know, Kyle Rudolph is out of that game, and like I said, I think, you know, Minnesota's going to be putting up points. Um, so I think he's going to get, you know, a decent amount of targets. And for my uh, defense, I got 49ers for 3100 All right. I can mess with that one. That's not too bad. I went with uh, I went with the Colts stack, and I started with Philip Rivers, and there's a lot of good you know Keenan. You had Hertz for 5900, Goss for 6300. You know my my impressions. Trubisky's down there at 55. Eric, um, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good uh, uh, low low quarterbacks this week. Um, but yeah, I went with like Keenan. I went with Derrick Henry too. You gotta. He's like he's killing it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. How much was he? He's also going to do really well, I think. Uh, 72. 32nd ranked defense. 7,200. He was 2,300 less than Derrick Henry. And then I got Hollywood Brown at 5,600. He's got a touchdown in three straight games. Gets to play Jacksonville's awesome defense. That's a joke. Uh, then I'm stacking, uh, like I said, the Colts. I got T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I got Lynn Bowden as my other wide receiver. He's got 16 targets in his last two games. So that's why I think Miami, uh, he's going to get some, some targets, even though Jakeem Grant's supposed to be coming back. And then I got Keenan's boy, Irv Smith Jr. And I got Brandon Ayuk, my other uh, impress uh, in my flex. And then I got the Vikings defense. They get Trubisky and his uh, two problems. Hopefully, were we supposed to laugh? <laughs> I don't know. I'm crying on the inside, though. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's I like that. I like that. So you, Eric's got uh, Trubisky playing well, and you got him playing bad. Uh, I just rely on, you know, there's opportunities for pick sixes and interceptions, and that's where you really want to get a defense to kind uh, of win. Because, you, UB just picked off uh, Ball State. There's a flag on the field. Man. They're down by 10. That sounds like too much. All right. That's, speaking that's of Jonathan of Taylor, speaking of Jonathan Taylor, we're going to wrap the show. But speaking of Jonathan Taylor, where are you drafting him in a startup next year in Dynasty? He's, oh, I, I want to say he's higher than the whole air right now for me. I, it's been such a weird season with these guys. Is DeAndre Swift higher than ta- Taylor for you? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I man. don't know. It's who? Swift. DeAndre Swift. No, Jonathan Taylor out of this rookie class right now, the way he's played the past two weeks, finally broken out. I think he's the one on one. But you can't say that, Eric. In the startup? No, no, no. no. The one on one out of the rookies. Rookies. No, no. I I said, where would you take him in a startup? Yeah, I know. I was just saying out of these rookies so far. Well, that's what he was. That's what he was. I guess for a startup, he might. Listen, you can't no. you can't say top that he's five. You top can't say 15, that maybe. you can't say that just because he's had two good weeks and not count the rest of the weeks. If but you're taking the top five, off, that means he started you're off the him. year pretty good for a rookie. Just because he wasn't what everybody expected doesn't mean he he wasn't, you know, at least doing something. I don't know, but the, the there was no the, there was no off season. Like so, he, they needed time to learn the playbooks. They needed time to acclimate themselves. They finally did, and now they're all going off, just like we all expected them to. So yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor is what everyone thought he was going to be, and I think he's going to be that going forward. But is I, that going to be the overall running back one? Like, well, I didn't know. Can he do that? I, I mean, he can. Well, if he's top five for you. Possible. If he's top five for you. Year. I mean, you're not going to say, are you going to take Devontae Adams over him, Tyreek Hill over him? Um, like, I feel like he's yeah. probably like, is he a top 10? I think top five is obviously stretching, but I know we're kind of off the cuff with this. Is it, though? But, is it? I mean, like I said, you have to be saying he's your running back. I will two. I'll bet six packs to both of you. In <laughs> in Dynasty startups next offseason, he's going to be a top five pick no matter what. What, 2022? And you, can't, and you can't pick him. Yeah. And you can't 20, pick him. Well, 2022, that's, I mean. Oh, you're talking about two years from now? That's yeah. a whole different world. So if how's that whole? But if you think he's definitely because that's a whole other season then, by now. That, but then it's not crazy that this next coming off season that he's top five. Well, it is. It's a whole other year because then we got to see another year of him being great and amazing. And if he's great and amazing next year, then people know he's going to be great and amazing. I mean, we're seeing what we want to see right I've now. I've seen him go top twelve it, in a startup, but we expect he was even like David, played in the NFL. Very true. But David Montgomery, David Montgomery has been one of the best running backs in the league the last few weeks. But we also kind of saw it coming because yeah. people of his also draft off recency bias. So I think when Very people much. are doing their dynasty startups, it's going to be probably some. A lot of people what like to do them in February, March. Sometimes make sure get them in before the NFL draft. And you know what? I'm actually going to pull up uh, DLF football now that you said that. I'm going to see. I think they updated uh, December's draft. You keep I would talking? guarantee you see him go top ten in a startup this year. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see I'll it. I'll guarantee you see it. 
I guarantee. I mean, I don't know. How, I, I'm, depending I'm on so these startups, you, you join this offseason, but I guarantee you see him go top ten. I'm not joining any more leagues. Let's let's make that clear, Antonio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can wrap this up, though. Let's, let's, yeah. yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have our uh, 2020 uh, redraft um, coming up, right, guys? Oh, yeah, right after the season, we'll probably uh, – yeah, so we'll talk about it then. Probably dive right into that. But while I'm actually, while I know we're on here, and we can we can go another second because I'm actually got the ADP pulled up here right now. So I want to take a look and see where he's going to be. Um, right now for December, Jonathan Taylor RB12, 19 overall. So Chubb, CEH, Miles Sanders, Derek Henry, Zeke. Jacobs Swift is RB four. What? Kamara, Kamara Barkley and McCaffrey. See, I mean, I'm looking at that with... list though. So, so tell me when you would take Jonathan Taylor over this person. All right, Elvin Kamara, no. Delvin Cook. Just no. stop me. Yeah, stop me when you would. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Maybe. John... Yeah, I'll take Jonathan Taylor. Maybe. All right, Josh Jacobs. Jonathan is... Taylor. Nah. Zeke Elliott. Jonathan Taylor. Uh... Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Miles Sanders. Jonathan Taylor. No. All right, Eric. No chance in hell. Thanks for everybody listening this week. We're going to talk a lot more about Jonathan Taylor. Make sure to tweet at Eric, at Eric D underscore FF, so you can talk to him about that. Make sure to tweet at me, at Antonio Denisi FF. You can follow Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. And make sure to check out the pod at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't add us. Add us, whatever you want. Make sure to check out the website, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. We've got a lot of good articles on there, especially from Pope's FFH, Jeremy Popelars. Thank you so much. Shout out to him. And uh, good luck this week, everybody. Mafia out. Mafia out.